to bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. Hannah <laughs> and 22 year old, I be today. Yes, sir. Hannah and 22 year old. Take many folks gets to a ripe old age like that, Satan. Satan, you took the words right out of my mouth. The reason for old Nancy living so long is cause she's such a nice, helpful body. Always doing kind things for folks, like spinning pleasant little yarns to cheer them up. <laughs> Don't you ever believe that old saying that the good dies young? And speaking of dying reminds me that we got a real perky little bedtime story to tell right now. There's a murder in it, Satan. And before we finish, no telling how many people meet nice, terrible deaths. <laughs> Douse out them lights. Sitting quiet in the dark is the way to hear our cheerful tales. Now draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers while we take you across the seas to merry England. Land of ghosts and haunted castles. Gaze into them buzz deep while we spin the yarn about the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> In this room here, oh, pardon me while I open the door, Mrs. Irvin. In this room is old Dr. Drummond's laboratory. Arnold, if it weren't for the dust, one would think he had just stepped out of it. That's certainly the effect it gives. It's difficult to believe, Mr. Fife, that this house has been unoccupied for almost 50 years. This particular chamber, Mr. Sheridan, has been unused for nearly 100. Victor Drummond, the builder of Bridegroom's house, died in 1836. One of the provisions of his strange will was that the furnishings, particularly the articles within this laboratory, should be disturbed as little as possible and never be removed. Look at the queer old books that line the walls, Arnold. My husband is quite an amateur collector, Mr. Fife, and these quaint bindings... Well, the bindings aren't so interesting as some of the titles. Look at these, dear. The Brahmin Tantra, the Grimoire, Kabbalah, all works on magic. I say, Mr. Fife. Did the old doctor combine witchcraft with his scientific investigations? The works upon these shelves would certainly make it appear so. As a matter of fact, I'm only acquainted with his history in a very general way. And now that we've seen the entire house, Mr. Fife, 
Do you mind telling us just what you do know of its history and of his? Of course, your partner, Mr. Burton, has told us the place is haunted by the old doctor's ghost. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to know the real facts of the case. Burton's a superstitious fool. There's no such thing as a haunted house. No, of course not. If there were, it would never be Arthur's fortune to inherit it, Arnold. <laughs> uh, finding Bridegroom's house so cheerful-looking has been a great disappointment to Mrs. Sheridan, I fear. A frightful disappointment. We haven't any really first-class haunted houses in America. And so when we learned of the legends concerning my inheritance here in London, I was fearfully excited. But now, when we find the place so perfectly charming... Yeah, you must remember, it's still broad daylight there. <laughs> oh, that's right. And no self-respecting spook would dare rattle his chains until the witching hour of midnight. <laughs> I say you'll live here a long time before a supernatural agency makes its appearance at any hour. But if you wish to hear the history of the place, let's go back to the drawing room where the air is a little better. Yes, you open the windows back there. This room has been closed so long it's acquired the odor of a tomb. Oh, by his choice of comparison, you see my husband is as anxious as I to capture the ghostly atmosphere, Mr. Pipe. Oh, but you're holding the door. Excuse me. Oh! What is it, Sheridan? What's the matter? As I crossed this threshold, I had the queer sensation. As though I'd stepped on a charged wire. You've stood here? Yes. I felt a, a definite shock. A tingling sort of Jove. As I stand here, I feel it too. I'm directly beside you, and I feel nothing, sir. Well, I don't feel it either now. It... Gone. I rather think you and Mrs. Sheridan permitting your imaginations to play you tricks. Uh, but, but since we both well, felt... Mr. Fife must be right, dear. There's obviously nothing here to cause such an electric shock. As a matter of fact, there's no electricity in the house. It's only provided with old-fashioned gas for lighting. Hmm. Funny. Know, I'll close this door. Arnold, uh, doesn't it seem warmer to you in this dark hallway than in that sunlit laboratory? Yes. It's possibly chilly back there. I wonder what... Oh, you two young people are certainly falling under the spell of this old place. But don't. I assure you there's nothing abnormal about it in any way. Oh, there couldn't be. It's too perfectly delightful. <laughs> well, Victor Drummond meant it to be delightful. He prepared this mansion to receive his intended bride. Mr. Burton told us about that. And how just a week before the wedding, she ran away with another man. That's the story. From the moment he received word of her elopement, he never left his house. She broke his heart. Evidently. Yet he could have felt no bitterness toward her at the last, for at his death he willed her this property. Well, Mr. Burton said I that... can imagine what he told you. The romantic yarn that Drummond left to the place out of revenge. That he put a curse on it, old stuff and nonsense. Uh, here, here's the drawing room. What is your version of the old man's strange will and the events that followed it? The only logical version. The will provided that his former fiancée should inherit his entire property on condition that she occupy the house he had built for her. That's understandable in a romantic old fool who lived as a refuse for ten years because she jilted him. On her death, the place was surpassed in succession through her female heirs, which is the reason you now find it your property, Mrs. Sheridan. The lady in question was your great-great-aunt. And let me tell you, tracing the relationship was quite a bit of work. Well, she was an ancestress I'd never even heard of until I received your letter in New York. Well, this curse you mentioned, Mr. Fife. According to your partner, it seems to have worked out. Yes. Mr. Burton said my great-aunt and all her family died here. Oh, people die in houses everywhere. Because of the manner of these particular deaths, the ignorant promptly ascribe them to supernatural agency. Well, just how did the deaths occur? Well, when the lady in question 
notified of her inheritance, she came here to live with her husband. The man for whom she left Dr. Trump? Yes, they had a little girl. Two weeks after they'd settled in the house, both child and husband were found strangled to death by burglars. Oh. Burglars? Yes, yes, that's the natural explanation. The fools insisted a ghost had done the killing. My great-aunt committed suicide shortly afterwards. Yes, hanged herself in a room upstairs. She left a note to the effect that Drummond, who had been in his grave two years, was responsible for her death. And then her husband and baby. She warned others to beware of bridegroom's house. For the poor woman was demented by reason of her losses, of course. Naturally. Oh, but Mr. Burton said that everyone who attempted to live in this house afterwards... My dear Mrs. Sheridan, you know what happens when you give a dog a bad name. Those who came here to live came here prepared for trouble, and then actually found that for which they were looking. If you believe the stories that are told, a dozen men and women have met violent deaths here. Gruesome phantoms stalk through rooms at night, and ghostly laughter is heard. <laughs> Fortunately, you are intelligent people, so you will pay such silly tales the scant attention they deserve. Now you have the whole impossible history. The place is yours, Mr. Sheridan, providing you live in it. You may do as you see fit. I imagine we'll live in it, Arnold. <laughs> Rather. After traveling 3,000 miles to acquire it. Good. Now, unless you wish to look over the place further, I'll return you to your hotel in my car. Oh, thank you. We've seen enough today. Yes, and our next visit will be at night. So we can look for gruesome phantoms stalking through the rooms and hear that ghostly laughter we've been threatened oh, yes. with. <laughs> It'll be a long time before you see or hear either one, young man. Well, Joe, it's growing dusk now. Now, let's be going. Oh, wait. Uh, there's a key somewhere. Oh, I remember. And they down in the laboratory. Now, if you excuse me... Well, I'll get them for you. Oh, no, no, thanks for that. I know exactly where I left them. I shan't be able to bow. Oh, Arnold. Aren't you simply mad about this beautiful place? Hmm. We never dreamed we'd own a mansion like this, did we? And in England, in the heart of London, we'd always wanted to come abroad and never could afford it. And now... Yeah. Now we can begin our second honeymoon. That's silly. <laughs> We've never even finished our first. That's right. We never shall. But I wish I could have provided the money for all this Are you of... still bothering your head because it was left to me? Besides, it's really yours. This place is called the House of the Bridegroom. That's what you've always been. <laughs> house of the Bridegroom. But of a bridegroom who never had a bride. Poor old chap, that Drummond. How unhappy he must have been. Yes. Arnold, you don't think there can be any truth in those superstitious tales? Well, they couldn't possibly oh, be. Oh, I know it's silly to give them the slightest consideration, but... Despite my laughing at them before, Mr. Fife, I've had the strangest feeling since we've been in this house. A feeling that we're being watched. Watched? Yes, particularly in that laboratory. How do you explain the peculiar chill in that room and the strange tingling sensation we both experienced there? Well, Mr. Fife's explanation is the only possible one. Imagination. Well, I suppose so. But I've met practical men like Mr. Fife before. He's the sort who never believes a thing exists until he actually sees or feels it. Oh, oh. Arnold! Mr. Fife! What's happened to him? He went back to that laboratory. Hey, you stay here. I'm oh. going back to that laboratory. Oh, no, I'm coming with you. Fife! Fife! What's the matter, man? He doesn't answer. Here's the door. It's closed. Now, so open it. Oh! Fife! He's lying on the floor. Arnold, look at his throat. Those big blue marks. The man's... The man's been strangled. Good God, I think he's dead. Oh, he couldn't be. Well, there's no one in this house to hurt him. 
Oh, and here but him and you and me. Sam. Oh, oh, that lost. Where's it coming from? There it is again. It's in this room. Why, it can't be. There's nothing to be seen. Oh, but it is. It's coming close. Out that door, dear. Out that door. Run. Oh, the door is closed. It's slammed shut. I can't open it. And now that lock is right beside us. Help, help, help. Let us out of this door. Let us out of this door. Satan, that's only the beginning of this cheerful little yarn. If folks wants to hear the rest, they got to call on us next time we has a birthday. I'm two years old. I'm going to be real soon. Come see us then. Ooh.